Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. WDET and our Detroit Journalism Cooperative Partners are looking back this year to look forward. Nearly 50 years after the city and others erupted in violence, the cooperative is exploring whether conditions contributing to that civic unrest have actually changed. We're looking at the Kerner Commission report that tried to determine why African Americans in so many cities were rioting during the 1960s. One of the issues, according to the commission, was, of course, racial attitudes. We explore that this hour. And if you want to call and talk about racial attitudes just in general here in the metro area, you want to talk about racial attitudes as they relate to issues like transit, uh, something we are talking about right now. Talk about it in terms of the presidential election, which of course is going on. Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. 313-577-1019. A little later, we're going to talk with WDET Sandra Swoboda and Lester Graham from Michigan Radio about a survey on racial attitudes. The DJC poll 600 people in Detroit and the metro area, and the results had some real surprises. But first, our region has changed a lot over the past few decades, particularly with how the area looks. The demographic makeup of Metro Detroit is distinct. One of the biggest changes and most celebrated is the large Arab American population that has settled here. Here to discuss how feelings about race have changed over the years within the Arab population in our region is Osama Siblani. He is the publisher of the Arab American News, which is one of the DJC partners. Uh, Osama, welcome back to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about, uh, we were talking before the show about mm. the election and the, the sort of charge that this election and particularly the Republican candidate has put into the discussion about racial attitudes. That is not anywhere truer than it is among the Muslim population, among the Arab American population. The things that Donald Trump has said uh, about Americans uh, and immigrants are really changing the way that I think some people are thinking about this issue and certainly changing the way we talk about it. Well, first of all, I think that this is probably the most important subject uh, that's uh, being discussed today. Uh, as uh, you can tell that the whole campaign uh, is focusing more or less on, on this issue. Uh -huh. and, and that is a clear indicator of how our country, you know, feels about diversity and how the people in the United States are reacting to diversity. It, it is a referendum, if you wish, uh, to, to uh, about diversity, about uh, race relations. Uh, I, I know that we have done a, a, a extensive poll with Epic MRA over the, uh, the race relation in this uh, in this region in here but i think if we take a quick look at what happened at the presidential race especially in the primary you would know that uh, that uh, we have really a real issue without taking a poll uh, a real issue with the with the race especially when, particularly when it comes to arab americans and definitely certainly american muslims and we have been suffering um, w f with this uh, you know stigma for probably over, uh, I, 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 I have been 32 years publisher and I have seen how this went from bad to worse 
to the worst right now and we are at a critical condition at a critical uh, you know uh, juncture right now as far as race relations especially and particularly when it comes to american muslims because of what's happening uh, you know overseas and what's uh, happening in europe and 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 in our country and some people are playing on fears cashing on it and it's very clear that it's a very profitable venture yeah. because because you know uh, uh, here is a presidential candidate of a major party uh, uh, one of the two major parties actually in the in the country was nominated actually got to the nomination in in a strategy playing on fear and cashing uh, the votes on, based on this so clearly we have an issue now how did we evolve to become a nation that's so divided and so racist unfortunately to say it's because there are certain things that happened in the past and in my opinion hollywood played a major role in in, well, in shaping opinions yeah uh, talk about one of the things that has happened during uh, not just this campaign but even before is the conflation of the idea of immigration with terrorism. Uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, makes no distinction, uh, for instance, between the issues that surround immigration and terrorism. But the Republican Party and and a lot of other leaders in the party have also sort of mashed those two things together. And that always strikes me as, uh, I mean, obviously it's, it's, uh, factually erroneous. I mean, we've never had a terrorist yeah. incident that was traced to uh, refugees, for instance, uh, leaving from from some other uh, country or immigrants uh, or who have came in. Yeah, but 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 talk about talk about how that looks from the Arab American and the Muslim communities themselves. In other words, uh, these are communities that are growing because uh, of. Uh, problems in other countries that that create uh, refugee crises and and bring people here and regular just normal old immigration uh, to the country when when those two things get put together what does that look like if you are a member of one of those communities well most of the most of the time um, people who come here you know they're victimized either by own by their own government or unfortunately by own by our own government the united states of america in, in 1990, uh, you know, during the uh, Gulf War, the first Gulf War, when, when Iraq invaded Kuwait and we went to liberate Kuwait, we asked the Iraqis to uprise against Saddam. And when they did, you know, we put them down and we turned our back on them. And then we brought them uh, in as refugees, those who, who uh, uh, was in the uprising at that time. In 2003, we invaded Iraq, busted the country, disbanded the army and the, and the government. We had a chaotic situation. We had an influx of immigration or refugees to the country. So most of the time, these people are victimized by our own policies, and we bring them in here. Same thing in Syria, you know. Uh, same thing in Yemen, uh, and now you know uh, in in Libya. So and in another part of the world, I'm talking about the Arab world right now. But you know, these people they come here, you know, they seek refuge. They do not seek trouble they are running away from they're trouble. leaving trouble yeah sure. so 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 far it has been proven and i think by uh, by statistics that none of those have committed anything in fact they have helped the government to catch the bad guys and i think that the you know most of those people who committed uh, acts of uh, either terror or violence are homegrown uh, it means that they were raised in this country and they were born a few blocks away from where uh, Donald Trump was, was born. Right. And, and I think that this is, it, it is an indicator of how we 
are raising our kids in this country yeah. and how we are grooming those terrorists in, 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 the, in the neighborhood. And this is a government responsibility and a society responsibility. This is not an Arab American responsibility. This is not American Muslim responsibility. We are partially partners in this responsibility. The responsibility should not be put solely on us yeah, yeah. because we are not raising people who are against America. We are patriotics. We love this country. And we come here to seek refuge and to seek a better opportunity in the American dream. Most of us have realized this dream while this in this country. How could we be ungracious and, and uh, 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 you know, respectful for the country that yeah. gave us the most important, you know, thing, which and, is the American dream? We should we should be clear. Uh, there has never been an incident where a refugee yeah. uh, has been linked to. A Absolutely not. Act. All I of mean, them are born in this are born in the country, like the guy in San Bernardino, uh, I think he was born in, in, uh, in San Bernardino. The guy was in, in Orlando, uh, uh, the one who attacked, was born yeah. in New York. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, I, I think it is, it's very clear that refugees, they come here, the first thing that they wanted to do uh, is not to create trouble, but to seek a better opportunity and, and to improve the, his li their life. And they put food on the table and they try to seek you know, a, a, a the American dream and, and pursue the American dream. And it's very obvious of what we, you know, what we have accomplished so far as a community. Last In the last two weeks, uh, the president of the United States, Barack Obama, had a, a party at his uh, at the White House, and he invited 300 uh, um, Arab Americans and American Muslims to celebrate the Eid of, of uh, Ramadan. And uh, a few of them, uh, actually one of them, uh, was highlighted in his speech, uh, at the White House was from Detroit, Michigan. It was the uh, uh, you know Arif Saad. He is uh, he is a man that came here as a uh, an immigrant, and he established a family, and also he established a very successful business called Saad Wholesale Meat in Detroit. Now his meat you know his meat factory distributes yeah. meat to all over the United States, and his kids are graduates from Harvard. And some of them are working for the government and, and doing a pretty good job. So this is an example of what kind of community we have. Are we a bunch of angels? No. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, no one can claim that we do not yeah, have bad right. guys. But that's not the expectation that's, for anybody. Th that's right. Yeah. That's right. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Osama Siblani. He's the publisher of the Arab American News. We are talking about the Detroit Journalism Cooperative partners looking back to look forward this year, uh, nearly 50 years after this city and others erupted in civic unrest. Uh, we're looking back at the factors that contributed to that and seeing whether they have changed. One of those factors, of course, was racial attitudes. Uh, the Kerner Commission identified that as one of the things driving uh, particularly African-American uh, unrest in cities. Uh, give us a call, 313-577-1019, if you want to talk about uh, racial attitudes in the metro area, uh, in the country, the things, the issues that relate to uh, racial division uh, that, that continue to drive the conversation 50 years after uh, this, this massive unrest in America. Uh, you can also find more work on the Intersection Project uh, at WDET.org. Org, and you can find all the work of DJC partners on this series at DetroitJournalism.org. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. Osama, I want to ask you about uh, uh, local uh, racial uh, attitudes and divisions. 
uh, transit is, is something that we have struggled over for 50 years in this region. We are now seeing the, the sort of tensions around that play out. I believe that at the bottom of that conversation is the historic racial tension in this uh, in this region. Uh, we don't often, uh, when we talk about that, though, when we talk about racial tensions in this in this region, we don't often talk about the Arab American population and how it relates to the black-white issue, for instance, that, mm-hmm. that plays out everywhere else. Talk about uh, in, in the communities uh, with, with large populations of Arab Americans uh, and, and Muslim Americans, how those issues uh, play out. And, and are racial tensions worse for those populations now than they, than they used to be on a local level? Yes. Well, you brought up a very, very important point. I think that race relations, uh, I, I do not want only to put it in the in the perspective of black and white. Right. Because I think that we are right now a, a, a um, um, you know, multicolor uh, society. And I don't think that we can just say that the race relationship uh, right now, it's, it's just a black and white, you know. I, I think that even within the Arab community, even within the diverse Arab community, there is a problem with race relations. As you know, you know, uh, 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 Arab Americans, they come from uh, not only the Middle East, but North Africa. And and some of uh, our brothers and sisters in the Arab American community are African African Americans. And and we have also a problem of uh, race relations between the Arabs and the blacks, you know, here in in Detroit. And and, and I don't know, uh, we cannot explain it in only race, but also uh, maybe business relationship between consumer and a, uh, a business owner. Uh, you know, like the, the, the problem is, is, is very complicated, but there is certainly a, a big deal of a race relationship in, in our society, and it's, uh, it's on more than one front. Yeah. Uh, and, and one thing that I would like to say about this is that the, the DJC has been contributing to uh, ethnic media, coming together and talking about these issues. And, and I think that the only way we can confront these issues by talking about them, by admitting that there is a problem there, there is a serious problem that we have to, uh, to attend to. And not only between, like I said, the black and white, but between other colors and uh, between other uh, ethnic ethnicity. When we were sitting and talking about the race relationship, the Korean community, the Asian community came forward and said, "Yes, we have a problem with with uh, with uh, uh, you know uh, race relation." The Arab American community have admitted that there is a problem with race relation, and we're trying to work it out with the NAACP, with other organizations, uh, uh, you know, in in town. And we are trying to forge partnership in here and try to address it. But one of the most significant points that I'd like to bring uh, Stephen to this conversation is, after this nation elected a black president, Barack Hussein Obama more and more we see this race tension sure. rising. And, and there must be a reason why. Why are well, A lot people of people blame it on the president. I mean, I hear p- people every day say to me, well, it's because the president is divisive. And, of course, that always strikes me as odd because yeah, he doesn't, the pr- the president doesn't is not seem divisive. like a divisive guy. I, I don't think that he's divisive. I think that, that, you know, that some people in this country are playing on fears again. You know, that they are trying to explain to the American people or encourage them you know, to go and, and, and vote against, uh, uh, you know, Barack Obama or talk about Barack Obama bad because Barack Obama made it to the White House and he made America looks a multicolor, multinationality, 
you know, a, a great nation. And people are afraid that we are losing control here. Maybe we are not only losing the White House, but we're going to lose more than that. Sure, it's and, fear. And, and, yeah. But America is changing. Yeah. And they are not accepting this change. And there is a rise in, in, the, in the organization and the groups who are really racist in this country. And, and the biggest indicator of this is the nomination of Donald Trump to the Republican. Uh, you know, you the, feel the like Republican. there's a sort of direct link between that pushback to Barack Obama because of his race and the success of Donald Trump Absolutely. in trying to succeed. It, uh, is, it, it is very obvious that Donald Trump did not get the nomination just because he is uh, he's the most intelligent uh, uh, person in, in the crowd and also he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, th- there's certainly... Uh, you know, reasons behind it. And one of the most important and significant reasons is fear. Uh, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, the Democratic Party is uh, playing on fear as well. Yeah, Instead yeah. of uh, confronting this issue and coming to the table with solutions, they're playing on fear because they're saying, don't elect Donald Trump because he's crazy. If he goes in, you can't trust him with the red button, you know, with the nuclear button, and, and playing also on fear, you know, to, to get the votes. We want presidential uh, campaign that talks about issues. Well, I mean, for instance, uh, an issue that would be very close to Arab American and, and Muslim communities here and around the country is is the, the, the idea of immigration reform, which was something that uh, Barack Obama talked about a lot when he ran in 2008. Uh, the first couple of years uh, of his presidency, he was able to get a bill through the Senate that that represented a lot of compromise, but both sides were able to live with, and we haven't gotten past that point. You don't hear the Democratic Party or Hillary Clinton sort of explicitly saying, listen, elect us, and we will we will continue the work on that issue and get that bill passed. That's correct. We, we haven't heard uh, Hillary Clinton talking about anything that's substantial in this campaign other than scaring us of Donald Trump. Don't don't vote for me because I have a better uh, program. Vote for me because Donald Trump is not good, you know, and and that is not going to work. The, the, I, I do you feel like again. the Do you feel like the Arab and, and Muslim pa- populations may stay away from not only for not only them, but many people who voted for Sanders, who voted for 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 change, real change, in in in, in our society, they're going to stay away from the poll. It's not like you know I'm going to vote for Hillary because I don't like. Donald Trump. I'm going to vote for Hillary because I think that Hillary is doing the right thing. I think she has the right, uh, you know, attitude. I think she has the right program. And one of the most important things that we talk about race relations, we talk about immigration. Let's talk about American Muslims who live in this country. And they are being discriminated against on a daily basis, not only by the society they live in, but by their own government. Right. When they leave, you know, uh, uh, overseas, they, they go overseas, or when they go to from one state to another, when they fly or across borders coming from Canada or Mexico, they are subjected to a great deal of humiliation. Every day we have reports of people's civil rights have been violated and their rights have been violated by, by the, uh, the TSA and, and the CBP and the FBI and the DHS. Yeah. And we try to, to remedy the situation. There is no remedy to it. And right. This is the, the, the government. The no-fly list issue. It's right? a no f- uh, the no-fly list is, is, is the least important thing at this time. The terrorist watch list that has thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are innocent. That they're trying to go about their businesses and they are harassed at the airport and stopped for four hours. Imagine you're flying from overseas for 14 hours flight, you know, and you want to come home 
and then you are had held at the at the airport questioned you know for silly questioning like you know which mosque do you go to uh, how many times do you pray who did you see when you were overseas why did you go overseas how much money you have and and not only this they drill you on so many are you a shia or a sunni i mean these are the questions the silly questions that they are being posed and then they help people they hold people Four hours Four after hours, they've yeah. been flying, yeah. you know, and, and, and instead of saying welcome home, right. you know, and, 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 and receiving them. So this is this is not a discrimination. This is not a problem only in the society. We're not discriminated against just in, in the party stores or in the in the supermarkets or in the street or in the gym or in the school or in the uh, picnic areas. No. We are discriminated against by our own government that they're supposed to be protecting us. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't see Hillary Clinton addressing this issue. Yeah. All what they see is they're playing right now Khan against uh, uh, Trump and trying to, to, to utilize this in a campaign. But we want real solutions for real issues. Yeah. Uh, Osama Sablani, publisher of the Arab American News, as always. Thanks for being here on Detroit Thank today. You. We'll have you back soon. Uh, WDET's work with the Detroit Journalism Cooperative is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the Knight Foundation, and the Ford Foundation's Renaissance Journalism Project. When we come back, we're going to continue the talk about racial attitudes in Michigan, in the country. What are they like today? Are they different than they were 50 years ago? Stay with us on Detroit Today and stay on the phones, 313-577-1019. We will get to you, Dennis and Southfield, Patrick and Oxford, and everybody else. Give us a call. Uh, let us know what you think about this issue. Stay with us on Detroit Today.